0: Today is July 30th. On this day in 1935, Penguin was published the very first paperback books, bringing the likes of Ernest Hemingway, Andre Moir, and Agatha Christie to the masses. Some of the finest literature in the world was being produced, but it was inaccessible and unaffordable to the majority. In 1934, Alan Lane, then the publisher, The Bodley Head, Had spent the weekend at the country estate of Agatha Christie, stopped at the station bookstall at Exeter Saint David's, and saw that the books on sale were of poor quality and overpriced. What was needed, he realized, were good books at a price everyone could afford. Within a year, he had founded Penguin Books, creating a paperback revolution that would sweep the world. At the time, this was revolutionary. On a mission to make good quality books affordable and accessible to all, Sir Alan Lane arguably propelled the profile of reading and made it a pastime that everyone, regardless of their background, could enjoy. The original 10 paperback Penguin books, released 86 years ago, went for six pence each. They were a sensation. During its first year, Penguin sold 3 million paperbacks in a country with a population of 38 million. The first books were color-coded, orange for fiction, blue for biography, and green for crime. Fast forward to present day, and Nielsen Bookscan estimates the 6% increase in the volume of books bought in 2020. With 375 million books bought, it's the highest total on record. Although print did grow by 2% in volume terms, it was actually the book's digital formats driving the record breaking stats with double digit growth for both ebooks and audio. However, paperback remains a critical part of book buyers' lives today. According to Nielsen Bookscan, 48% of books bought in 2020 were paperbacks, hardbacks being 17%, other print 4%, ebooks 25%, audiobooks 6%. So all hail the paperback and thank you to Sir Alan Lane for bringing books to the masses. We are very grateful. On this day in 1971, Apollo 15 became the first mission to use the Lunar Roving Vehicle, the LRV. The Apollo 15 LRV was driven by astronauts David Scott and Jim Irwin. The LRV was a lightweight electronic vehicle designed to operate in the low gravity vacuum of the Moon. The LRV was developed in only 17 months and performed all of its functions on the Moon with no major anomalies. The rover could travel at most almost. 10 miles per hour, 15 kilometers per hour, and had a range of about 55 miles or 89 kilometers. Here are a few details about how it operated. Steering. The LRV had a T-shaped hand controller situated between the two seats that controlled the four drive motors. Two steering motors and two brakes. Moving the stick in any direction steered the LRV in that direction. To go backwards, astronauts activated a switch on the handle that put the LRV in reverse. Braking. Pulling backwards on the hand controller activated the brakes. Pulling the handle all the way back activated a parking brake. Monitoring. Astronauts monitored speed, heading, pitch, and power with the temperature levels on the control and display modules in front of the hand controller. Navigation. Astronauts navigated by the sun. The LRV included a sun-shadow device which could give a manual heading based on the direction of the sun, using the fact that the sun moved very slowly in the sky. Additionally, the LRV continuously recorded direction and distance through a use of directional gyro and odometer. It then input this data to a computer, which would help keep track of the overall direction and distance back to the lunar module. This helped with mapping. The LRV was designed to fold up and travel compactly in a packaging on the lunar module. To access and deploy it, the astronauts used a system of pulleys and brake reels using ropes and cloth tapes. The rover was folded and stored on the underside of the lunar module. First, one astronaut would climb in the egress ladder on the lunar module and release the rover. Second, the other astronaut would slowly tilt out the LRV using reels and tapes. Third, once released, the rover's rear wheels automatically folded out and locked in place. After the rover was on the ground, the astronauts oversaw unfolding the front of the rover and completed letting down the full frame by pulleys. Fourth, the rover components locked into place upon opening. Fifth, the astronauts removed the cabling, pins, and tripods and set up the seats and rests. Last, the astronauts switched on all electronics and moved the rover away from the lunar module. Then it was ready for its travels on the lunar surface. The lunar roving vehicle was capable of traversing the lunar surface, allowing Apollo astronauts to extend the range of their extra vehicle activities. The rover was used on three traverses, one per day over a three-day course of the mission. On Apollo 15, the LRV was driven a total of 27.8 kilometers in 3 hours and 2 minutes of driving time. The longest single traverse was about 12 kilometers and the maximum range from the lunar module was about 5 kilometers. Starship Gallery at Space Center Houston is home to multiple flown spacecraft and national treasures. Get an up close look at some of the most amazing artifacts that trace the progression of human space exploration such as the real Lunar Roving Vehicle Trainer. In case you're wondering, it's a trainer because the rovers were left on the moon. Visitors can view it in a realistic setting. And finally, on July 30, 2003, the last of 21,529,464 Volkswagen Beetles built since World War II rolled off the production line of Volkswagen's plant in Pueblo, Mexico. One of a 3,000 unit final edition, the baby blue vehicle was sent to a museum in Wolfsburg, Germany, where Volkswagen was headquartered. The car produced in Pueblo that day was the last so-called classic VW Beetle, which is not to be confused with the redesigned new Beetle that Volkswagen introduced in 1998. The new Beetle resembles the classic version but is based on the VW Golf. The roots of the classic Beetle stretch back to the mid 1930s when famed Austrian automotive doc- engineer Dr. Ferdinand Porsche met German leader Adolf Hitler's request for a small, affordable passenger car to satisfy the transportation needs of the German people. Hitler called the result the KDF, the Kraft Freude Wagon, or a Strength Through Joy Car. After a Nazi led movement ostensibly aimed at helping the working people of Germany, it would later be Known by the name Porsche preferred Volkswagen or People's Car, the first production ready KDF wagon debuted at the Berlin Motor Show in 1939. The international press soon dubbed it the Beetle for its distinctive round shape. During World War II, the factory in KDF Stot, later named Wolfsburg, continued to make Beetles though it was largely dedicated to the production of war vehicles. Production was halted under threat of Allied bombing in August of 1944 and did not resume until after the war under British control. Though VW sales were initially slower in the United States compared with the rest of the world, by 1960 the Beetle was a top-selling import in America thanks to an iconic ad campaign by the firm Doyle Dane Bernbach In 1972, the Beetle surpassed the long-standing worldwide production record of 15 million vehicles set by Ford Motor Company's legendary Model T between 1908 and 1927. It also became a worldwide cultural icon featuring prominently in the 1969 movie The Love Bug, which starred a Beetle named Herbie, and on the cover of a Beatles album Abbey Road. In 1977, however, the Beetle, with its rear-mounted, air-cooled engine, was banned in America for failing to meet safety and emission standards. Worldwide sales of the car shrank by the late 1970s, and by 1988, the Classic Beetle was only sold in Mexico. Due to increased competition from other manufacturers of inexpensive compact cars and a Mexican decision to phase out two-door taxis, Volkswagen decided to discontinue production of the Classic Bug in 2003. The final car count of 21,529,464 incidentally did not include the original 600 cars built by the Nazis prior to World War II. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com The first Penguin paperback at lovereading.co.uk Lunar Rover used for the very first time at spacecenter.org and last original Beetle built at history.com